This is Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald. And this is this weekly podcast is brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is season three, episode 27. And of course, things have to go smoothly when I have my co-host, the world's best, husband called a first lady, which she is, Dawn. <laughs> Hi, Joe. How welcome, are you? Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm thank doing you. wonderful, ma'am. A little awesome. stuff. Awesome. I'm a little stuffed. A little stuffed? Yeah. It's stuffed? A little stuffed, yeah. It's stuffed? They can't see that we, we <laughs> ate. They can't see that we ate. <laughs> but we had, we, 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 it's like we back commissioned <laughs> today, didn't it? <laughs> no, it's, it's a wonderful day. So uh, we call it PJ. Um, for commissioning today, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we, it's a special day. Mm-hmm. But we Very. have a special guest that do. uh, came do. all the way down to visit and speak on our behalf. Yeah, that's right. And this gentleman, his name is Bill Payne, Pastor Bill Payne, should I say. Let me give you a little bit of accolades, I was told. Mm-hmm. Uh, Associate Director of, uh, for Evangelism, yes. uh, Divorce of Prophecy, yes. John Booster, mm-hmm. love him. Yes. Love him. Yeah. Love it just to hear him. He's just his mm-hmm. melodious voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. He makes you want to get into it, mm-hmm. you know. So it's wonderful. Um, senior pastor, where at? Uh, I served as senior pastor for the Honolulu Central Church okay. before going to the Voice of Prophecy. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And I think you said you were departmental director. At the yes, I served in the Hawaii Conference mm-hmm. as departmental director for small groups, mm-hmm. uh, also for Sabbath school. Okay. And I was youth director for camp and adventurers and youth. All and, the discovery. And all, all of the good, that good stuff. YPAC, oh. as oh. they used to call it back in the I day. Heard that. Oh, I heard that. Wow. I, um, they don't see what I have on, Don, but I, I feel Hawaiian. I feel you like do. I, I do you too. know, like they just get off the plane and just, the passenger is doing her little moves to like, swaying <laughs> to us. But I want to welcome you, sir, for coming yeah, down thank you, uh, yes, in this yes. uh, great event for Pastor mm-hmm. uh, Jen for that as well. Uh, we want to thank our podcast listeners for taking the time out. Um, any um, sermon-related questions you may have, you can contact us, whatever social media we thank you for using. Uh, contact us via WhatsApp at 954-388-8780. And as of course, always, Don, before we get started, let's pray. Mm-hmm. Father God. Thank you. We want to thank you, Lord. We're not worthy in any way, shape, or form, but thank you for all you've done for us, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for this commissioning we have for Pastor uh, Jen, Lord, that she will just go forth and, and continue doing great things in your name. Yes. So we thank you. Continue to bless us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All Amen. right. All right. So we had two sermons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're used to one sermon done twice, yeah. but this time it was two, yeah, two. different sermons. <laughs> Why did you decide to do that? Well, I wanted the second one to gear towards Jen and her journey, mm-hmm. and um, just speaking to to the ministry. Uh, the first one, although it spoke to ministry, mm-hmm. because it talks about Isaiah's call. Mm-hmm. It was still a bit more for empowering everyone mm-hmm. that we all have a call, that oh, okay. everyone have a call. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't get to finish that sermon. I, I should tell you, right? you were ready to go. You were ready to go. I, I, I was noticing that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You mentioned about the harvesters being right, uh, the laborers, of course, plantation. Sure. Um, you were saying the shoe. Why are we still at that stage? You know, that's, that's such a, um, a challenging um, place to, to think about this. Jesus said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's like it has not been 
fulfilled yet. Right. Mm. And why is that? Um, is it that God's people um, have not accepted the challenge? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am working on my doctorate in church revitalization. Okay. Mm. And um, 340,000 churches across North America have plateaued and are in decline. Mm. Oh, wow. In the Adventist church, there are anywhere from 70 to 80% of Adventist churches have plateaued and are in decline. And is that just because of the pandemic? Yes. Or it's not that... because of the pandemic. This has been happening before the pandemic. Oh, wow. And um, this pan- made it worse now. It's, ma- it's made it worse. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so a lot of people have not return to church as they you know as we'd like to see them return Mm. and so that is that adds to the Mm. problem Um, and and so the the challenge of of the great commission Mm -hmm. I, i believe that in order to carry out the great commission you have to love and understand the great commandment of course mm. to love god and love others mm-hmm. if i don't have love for god and love for others how can i truly carry out this you know going out of my way making an extra effort to really go and minister to people mm-hmm. that i really don't maybe i don't love them i don't maybe i don't really care that much yeah um my life is complicated is enough i have enough things to do so you know i'm okay you know somebody else will do it oh, that's, wow. a, that's a key that's like that's like a a, a default that's answer norm, right you know yeah. and then just put it on somebody else yeah, you know yeah 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 um in your in your first sermon you spoke about something that really uh stuck out i know you're talking about the um the great commission but you said Seventh-day Adventist was a movement at one time. Yes. And now yes. an institution. How'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> we, we grew rapidly, mm-hmm. um, and that is awesome. It's, it's, it's good that the, the good news spread. But it seems like we've become so complex of an, or, of an organization um, that people have forgotten about the, the mission of the church. Right. And so we, we, you know, we see the vastness, the, 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 the you know, the big, um, the big structure mm-hmm. at times, you know, going to a general conference um, is, is just awesome to see people, of hundreds of, you know, not hundreds of thousands, but tens of thousands of people from around the world. Mm-hmm. And this is a, um, a beautiful church that we have, but it seems like it's, it's become um, more and more of a, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that has that has caused us to slow down mm-hmm. instead of causing us to speed up right, and, right. and remembering the vision and the mission um, of the church. So let me ask you a question: If it's we to make it back to a movement, would that be an individual? Oh, definitely. It starts with the individual. Okay, like yeah. the small groups, like you mentioned. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's that's where it's at. It's it's. The, you know, it's my love for my brothers and my sisters, people around me, mm. whom I will have a desire to see them right. draw closer to the Lord. And so the more that that happens and, and we see that importance. And so when I directed the small groups ministry program in Hawaii called Ohana, okay. Ohana means family, okay. um, it was something that there was this contagious um, thing that takes place in these groups. People just, 
um, they, they, they connected this this community right. was just was just entered into that was so beautiful and people just can't wait to to get together again right. um, part of my studies now is that I'm studying the Sabbath school mm-hmm. and how of course the decline in Sabbath school church attendance declined therefore Sabbath school declines sure we have lost the vision and the mission for Sabbath school. We see Sabbath school as just a Bible study, but that was not what it was meant to be. Sabbath school was meant to, the four objectives of Sabbath school, study the word, mm-hmm. fellowship, community outreach, and world mission emphasis. So we may pick up a 13 Sabbath offering or we give our missions. We don't even know where it go to. We don't care. We don't, we just give it yeah. um, and we study. And sometimes we spend so much, we spend all the time studying that we don't take time to, to, to ask each other, you know, how you doing? Uh, we don't do the, the, the spiritual care that we should. I read where Ellen White elevates the work of the superintendent and the Sabbath school teacher to that of the pastor. You mm-hmm. are to care for mm-hmm. the, the people that, you, that are in your class. And so... The small group connection where you connect with God and connect with each other. It is such a, a beautiful place. And I believe that's what's going to be what moves this church again to do what it needs to do. Yeah. So how do you translate that to young people? You, that it's, it's really quite easy, but we have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to, to um, be intentional about having visual a visual. So part of my work is that I want to create a pull-up banner that has the objectives of small groups on one side and the objectives of the Sabbath school on one side and merge those together. Mm-hmm. And I, it's a seminar that I do called Sabbath School Reimagined. And this is something where when we're intentional about it, if we don't, you know, if, if the adults have lost the vision for Sabbath school, yeah. then yeah. The young you're people translate that to, to the young people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's so what would what would a young person Sabbath school look like? What a young person Sabbath school look like when you put all those four factors in place? Sure. I I look at my Sabbath school now at the Fort Collins Seventh Day Adventist Church where I I attend when I'm in town. Mm-hmm. We we the, the discussion time it's. It, you know, we, we'll go around and, and um, ask for prayer requests, see how mm-hmm. people are doing. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of spiritual care. Mm-hmm. Um, there are times when things, depending on what's going on in the church, we make plans to go out together uh, to carry out the, you know, the goals mm-hmm. and, and what's going on in the church. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to, if we're going to do an evangelistic meeting and um, we'll, we'll, we'll take our maps and, you know, we'll take an area. Okay, we're going to hit this area and it's, it's the young people that's doing this. Mm. Um, we will, you know, we celebrate birthdays together. We celebrate um, just, just graduations and different things that are happening. We have to come back to where we're in and out of each other's lives. Amen. Mm. And with that, you know, missing, um, sure, plan, plan the bowling and the, you know, the, the outdoor yeah, activities, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. but the, the, the spiritual and the social, yeah. those need to be intentional mm. about how we do it. Not just the weekly, week after week, did that's, you study your lesson? Yeah. No, you know, I <laughs> and just, that's you know. what I see because mm-hmm. I teach class for some of the young people and nobody's studying their lesson. Yeah, they're, they're not interested they in don't. that. 
Yeah, they don't. So, so when you do make it exciting, um, you you have to you do have to be you have to challenge them. Okay. I I did some research and um, going back to you know this is old 1901 when the Sabbath school was first you know organized under the General Conference. Mm-hmm. The, the there were five objectives and the five objectives back then were very intentional about each member studying the lesson, okay. mm. about each member being on time for Sabbath school, oh. about each member attending Sabbath school. And, and so there was an intentionality. In 1974, um, mm. they, they did a, a reorganization and they kind of changed the, the five objectives to four, okay. um, which to me kind of, though good, it still lessened the, the, the impact of, of um, well, before it was, you know, every, every Advent is doing this. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it seems a bit optional, you know. Okay. It, it's like no one has an expectation of you to do it, therefore you don't do it. And so if we're not intentional about a vision, if we're not intentional about doing something, it is said that... Um, uh, if a vision is not repeated every 26 days, it dies. Mm. I've heard that before. Makes sense. You yeah. know? Sense. And so if we're mm. not doing that, if we don't have a visual for Sabbath school, if mm-hmm. we don't have a visual, so as soon as you come in, we see um, grow, uh, you, you know, yeah, your, your slogan for the food. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you, you see that. Right. And so that becomes a part of our psyche. Mm. It's the same way with anything else. For us to... To, to rebuild Sabbath school to what it needs to be, mm. um, or any ministry in the church for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be intentional. We have to, it, it's, it has to be a weekly thing that we, you know, we have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, what got me, uh, it's about, okay, let's backtrack to um, Isaiah. Um, you spoke about um, the upward, the inward, mm-hmm. and the outward and the forward. Yes. I don't see, I mean, I see the upward, I see maybe the inward. I don't know what the outward and the forward is. Yeah, I, I didn't get to spend time yeah, on it. Yeah, because I could tell you wanted to add yeah, more, yeah. more to the sermon. But sure. I, sure. To, I, know you got, I know you did the upward, and you, yes. the upward was uh, he saw the Lord. Mm-hmm. Inward was he saw himself. Yes. So when God says in Isaiah 6, when, when Isaiah said, and I heard the Lord, um, um, you know, speaking, who will go? Mm-hmm. Well, who will go for what? Hmm. So that's the outward look. God now shows Isaiah a vision of the people right. of Israel, that they need a witness. Even though they were going to be hard-headed yeah. and they were going to listen, <laughs> um, God will have his his mouthpiece, his servants who will go and take the... Because God does not bring judgment until he has brought the information, given given opportunity for it. And and so, um, as you know, it took them some time, but those folks end up in, you know, they end up in Babylon, you know, Um, unfortunately. So, so, So here it is that God shows Isaiah the need. We too have to have an outward look, seeing the need of people, people needing the love of Christ, needing to be reminded or to be told, to be shown the love of Christ, mm-hmm. the gospel, the good news. So that's where we take that out 
into uh, the community, out into the highways and the byways right. and the, all the things that we do. Right. The forward movement is the forward movement of building and multiplying um, our our leadership that we we need more people we need more people who are willing to um to accept the call mm -hmm. to go out so you're upward you know you're seeing god you're inward seeing yourself you're outward seeing the need and then the forward is building leadership building more people who are willing to go because again as i shared that you know there's some thirty thousand. Um, pastors in the Adventist Church worldwide. Mm -hmm. 30,000, we have, we boast what, um, 18, 18 million to mm. some place, sometimes we hear 22 million because of, you know, Sabbath school and, you mm. know, you know, all of that. But, um, you know, when, when you look at 30,000 pastors servicing um, 18 million people, how does that work? But beyond that, how do we reach the world? You know, we, it has to be where we're able to, to, um, to call people into ministry, right. um, empower them, uh, give our young people the keys for the church. Amen. You know, we, we're, we're not wanting to do that. We're not wanting to transfer power. Yeah. We're wanting to, the older generation wants to Continue hold on to that. And, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like we were doing, Don. It's like what we're doing here at church. We're mm -hmm. doing a paradigm shift. Yes. Mm. We're focusing Good. our purpose. Good, mm -hmm. good. And that's what uh, the, the, the uh, pastors here are doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This ministry, 2 mm -hmm. Corinthians, you started and the first mm -hmm. went all the way through. What I noticed, you were talking a lot about the spiritual challenges, the mental challenges mm -hmm. of ministry itself. Yes. How challenging do you think it is for pastors in this day and age? Oh, extremely. I, I think that many... Um, are cynical about about the ministry about mm. pastoring mm. Um, there are many who have um, fallen and because of their fall mm. many will say oh you see mm -hmm. you know you, you, you look they're, they're 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 you know they're no good you mm. know they're no good and um, that's that's not the case that mm. you know sure you're gonna have those who are going to fall and that's unfortunate, mm. but not all of us are, uh, are that way. Mm. And um, there's a book written by David Kinnaman, who he is, um, he's a VP for Barna Research, okay. uh, Bar the Barna Group. Mm -hmm. And he wrote that there are uh, a number of reasons why non-Christians do not become Christians. Or if they were once Christians, they've walked away and will never come back. Mm -hmm. They say we are judgmental, mm -hmm. we are hypocritical, mm -hmm. we are anti-homosexual, mm -hmm. we are shallow, um, we are uh, we we don't want genuine friendship. Mm -hmm. We are after them just for a convert, mm -hmm. but not for the friendships. Mm -hmm. and, and those are indictments against us. That is. Um, that is, is pretty, pretty is pretty challenging. Yeah. How do you get over those things? Because yeah. right. um, often many of us can 
justify why we <laughs> why we behave the way we behave. Well, okay. you know, well, you did this, so I'm going to judge what you have done yeah. right, right. Uh, without really taking the time to talk to you mm -hmm. to find out why you did what you did. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, God judges our motives. We only look on the outside. We see the result of what you've done, mm. but we haven't taken the time to walk in your shoe and to, to spend that time talking to you. And I think that in the Adventist church, we've become very uh, cognitive. Mm -hmm. We are cognitive people mm -hmm. and not as relational mm -hmm. as we should be. And, and we just spend more time key word, relational. You know, in relational. being relational. Do you think it's because um, as a pastor you have to be very careful about the relationships you well, have sure. with, yeah. within your congregation? Sure. How much sure. you actually share with them? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. availability of others to kind of work with us. Often we see that um, sometimes we pastors, we live way away from the community mm -hmm. that we serve. That you serve. And a lot of the people live away from the community mm -hmm. that we serve. And so we're scattered all over the place. And, and so if we're going to be intentional about visitation and doing certain things, you know, it's a huge scheduling kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And the busier people are the ones that are in most of the offices. Mm -hmm. and, and people who do have time and could do something, they don't want to do it. And it's yeah. just, it's these challenges that um, pastors do face. And so there's this, this thinking, well, we pay our tithe. Mm. <laughs> it's the pastor's job. It's the pastor's mm -hmm. job. Um, yeah. And because of, of some of that, you know, it, it just, it gets challenging, it gets taxing. And um, we have families too. Of course. Mm. We have a life that we, we need to, um, you know, to have balance, margin. You know, we, we live lives without margin. We, mm. we, everything just run into each other. Mm. And um, it's just, just, it's a race. It's a, it's a race week after week. It's a, it's just, just a race. Mm. So I am not pastoring now, mm -hmm. uh, pastored for 26 years. Okay. And so um, it, it's, you know, but I, that, that life, I, I know it. I remember one of my biggest um, wake up was when my wife says, do I need to make an appointment to see you? That's right. Mm. And when she said that, it was like, ooh, it was like a ton of bricks just dropped on me. You know, just, just it was a wake-up call. Yeah. And um, at that time, I, my church in Hawaii, um, it grew from, um, from 70 in attendance to 160 in about a year and a half. Wow. And, and we were baptizing, we were baby dedication, visitation, mm. just all these go. things that just kept on going. Yeah. And, um, uh, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's like early morning to late night and then you yeah. got to study and you got yeah, 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 to yeah. do yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and so um, having balance, pastors today have to be intentional about balancing. And, and many of our pastors are, are studying as well. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah. so whether you're 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 working on a doctorate or you know many, I've seen many who go to the seminary, and um, lost their marriages. So you yourself, how did you know that you heard the voice of God? Mm. <laughs> it was this urge, this 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 driving urge, um, that. From I was 11, before I was 11, I was about 10 because I was in Jamaica. I came to the United States when I was 11. So I was about 10 or so when that happened. 
and um, and I just just felt this urge that that's what I was going to do. That's what I wanted to be. As I went through my teenage years, it was there, but I didn't really have um, someone to nurture that. Yeah, yeah. My grandmother was the one that gave me the foundation mm -hmm. from baby till 11. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother gave me that foundation um, of, of studying and doing worship and, and, and um, you know, reading the Bible and doing those kind of things. Mm. Um, but um, as a teenager, I was very involved in church. Um, I, you know, you know, kept that in front of me. Mm. In my late teens, when I, when after I left home, um, I didn't know how that was going to materialize. Mm -hmm. I was still very involved in church, but um, it was like, the call was on the back burner. It was, okay. it was somewhere there. Um, again, not having someone to nurture that. Mm. Um, and I would encourage you all that when, when a young person makes some kind of remarks of wanting to go into ministry, Mm -hmm. Encourage them, pray mm -hmm. over them. Just mm -hmm. keep on doing what you can, mm -hmm. because we don't have enough young people that that's are true. that are going to the seminary. Got to be intentional, true. like you Gotta said. Got to be intentional. Be intentional. So I think that's where true. we lose that. That yeah. we're not intentional enough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we do just enough, like a checklist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you know, you're like, God's like, mm -mm. yeah. I got a lot more than that. And so it wasn't until after I got married, uh, at the age of 25, that the call came back so strong. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. It came back so strong, and I just couldn't shake it. Mm -hmm. It just, it just, it just kept on, kept on. I, I remember in prayer meeting, we we're holding hands and praying uh, for me to, you know, to, to hear what God wants me to do. And I remember as I decided to go and register, um, I went to Southwestern Adventist University in Keene, Texas. Mm. And uh, when I registered for school, it was like this weight just lifted off, mm. and I knew that I had done the right thing yeah. oh, and the Lord has just blessed our ministry um, since then. Wow, yeah. awesome, mm -hmm. awesome. We are commissioning Pastor Jen today. Mm -hmm. Should we commission? Why are we not ordaining her? <laughs> Why is there such a controversy still there when mm -hmm. we have Ellen White that did so much? Yeah. Why are we still in this day and age 2020 getting so head up about women's ordination? Yeah. Um, as I'd mentioned in my message that uh, I was not planning to, to preach a, an I apologetic I know. I heard you. I heard you. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I do um, commend the, um, you know, this conference for, mm -hmm. for acknowledging mm -hmm. um, her call. Many go on and on and on and on, mm -hmm. and they, they really never um, do it. It takes a, it takes a very long time. Yeah. Um, but this this union has um, decided yes. not to, and yes. so the conferences. What it seems like most conferences honor that. Right. What I have seen is that some of the conferences or the unions that have voted to mm -hmm. um, ordain, irregardless of gender, gender. Mm -hmm. some conferences within those union mm -hmm. may choose not to as well. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on the you know, what the leadership believes, mm. um, the, the people are willing to, you know, are they willing to embrace? Yeah. And uh, there, there are many places where some churches will embrace and some will what? not. Right. Um, 
it is it is quite a challenge that in this day 2022 that we're still um, where we are mm. um, and um, it, it you know it, it's it's one of those things that it's taken time to happen this is a world church mm. and because it's a world church I've been to places like Cuba South America um, where there are female lay pastors mm-hmm. um, who runs pretty good size what they call small groups church I, yeah. I have gone to where you know the night meetings we have six eight hundred people in the daytime we go and visit them and we have ladies who are running um, 60 80 um, you know uh, their small group or their small their small village church is mm. 60 80 people mm. that they're in charge of wow. and it's a ama- an amazing thing um, that we see there and I believe the largest church, the largest Adventist church in the world is run by a female in China. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And so we look at things and we, you know, we, we, um, we wonder why are we not advancing as we should. Right. Um, I, unfortunately, things seem to go a little bit slower mm-hmm. <laughs> in in our church mm-hmm. as as I believe that they should but I I think that um, uh, you know you know I, I Ellen White I found some credentials where you know she ordained, ordained. ordained, yeah. ordained yeah. in the Michigan conference right. and, and we seem to cover that up and I so so the world the world church have not accepted Okay. Um, accepted this yeah. and so since the world church has not um, it's a challenge for uh, divisions like right. the North American division mm-hmm. whom I believe want to move forward mm-hmm. with it they cannot they or right. the challenge is there because the world church has not um, uh, has not agreed, agreed to, to do that. so okay. okay well this is the delay process yeah, a delayed process. Yeah, a delayed yeah. process. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. I know. I, I tell know. you. I, know. I just wanted to thank the Florida Conference representatives, uh, Lopez, and yes. others yes. that came to came. acknowledge her. Yeah. You know, of course, you know, Marsh and yeah. uh, the associate pastor, uh, McCoy, of course, mm-hmm. our own pastor, uh, Rose, Rose, and everything, yeah. because this is a wonderful thing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've known her, we're like, what, five, four or five years? Four or five years, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we call her a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she the tells her, yeah, she, believe me, she, she makes it very relative yeah. for people now. We yeah. want to thank her and mm-hmm. continue to bless her family. But, uh, Pastor, we want to thank you mm-hmm. just for taking the time out, yeah. flying out here to, to, to do this. But I understand that you've been a good mentor to her. Yes. For quite How, some what time. is your journey with Pastor Jen? Yeah. Ah. When did you <laughs> first meet her? Mm-hmm. So, I went to Hawaii um, when I, uh, in 1996. October 1996 and um, I worked as an associate pastor uh, Bible worker slash associate pastor in a three church district Mm -hmm. and um, and so you know being involved in the um, HMA the um, Hawaiian Mission Academy Mm -hmm. and just just doing different things with um, with the the people there and getting to know um, Auntie Norma, she she was the administrator. She was she works for um, the the conference there, mm-hmm. and just getting to know the family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
going to, I've, I've always loved youth ministry, and so going out to the camp and working with them and just doing things there, it, it was it was great. And to, you know, she, she sang. Mm -hmm. Then there was a, a thing that the conference did where the young people were preaching different churches. Okay. And so embracing, um, she was one who was um, from the academy mm -hmm. who, um, who, who was preaching and my church, you know, I, I'm always open to empowering young people. Of course. And so um, began there. And Armando was in the military, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> uh, he used to come to my church and then they met and mm -hmm. they started, these young people started dating and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And, um, and shortly um, after that, they end up getting together mm -hmm. and dated for a while and and they got married right um let's see from there so so then from there they had decided to you know to go to newbold right. and um and, and they went off we met back up at um at seminary okay mm -hmm. yeah so i was there at seminary um, I went to seminary late. Uh, I'd passed it for 12 years before going back. I had found myself moving up so quickly in the conference um, that I wanted, to, although I had my undergrad, I wanted to have the same experience that the pastors have because right. I was serving yeah, them. Right. And so I went back to the seminary and um, ended up staying, staying in the area pastoring for the um, Indiana Conference while mm -hmm. living in Michigan. So oh, I was wow. pastoring um, two churches on the northern side mm -hmm. of, the, of uh, Indiana. And so uh, she came to work with me um, there. And it was just so cool to, to have her. And when, you know, when her and, the, and her sons come, mm -hmm. her and her husband and her sons, it's like they take up a whole road. They take, you know, it just, <laughs> yeah. just makes a yeah. difference. Yeah. They bring an ore to the, you know, they bring they a, a beautiful thing to they the, um, to the, to the church. And so worked with her there. And, uh, of course the different challenges that she's had lately with, you know, losing yeah, yeah. her dad mm -hmm. and, yeah, and, um, and sister, yeah. her sister and her, and her mom. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it was just, just so challenging. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would call her, pray with her, talk with her. And of course, um, and to Norma as she, her mom, as she went through her mm -hmm. um, surgery, her, her yeah. surgery right, right. and the yeah. cancer mm -hmm. and just, just, yeah. So just, so we, we've just stayed real, stayed real close. Yeah. Wow, that's well, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, now we have a face with the name, so. We do. Because you know, she talked about you several times. Just said, who's this guy? Yeah. yeah. But now yeah. we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you once again for taking the yeah. time out. We had a wonderful, um, nice little lunch. That's why I said a little. <laughs> yeah, yes. chicken was good. Yes, yes, yes. I'll let everybody know we ate chicken. But, uh, <laughs> but we want to thank you. Thank you for taking the time for coming here. I don't know when you're leaving back, but uh, we yeah. want to thank you and come back. Come back again. Oh, yeah. Come back and do something. Talk to mm -hmm. Pastor Rose about coming and doing some training because one of the things That'd that I beautiful. do mm -hmm. is that I train churches how to develop Bible schools. Mm -hmm. oh. And so whether you decide to do a, a mail out to this area mm. and then service those uh, those who um, you know request Bible studies, I mm. teach you how to make the first visit, how to make the second visit. Mm -hmm. I, I teach you how to set up the school and 
and, and things like that. Yeah, nice. So is that what you do with voice of prophecy? That's, that's, that's exactly, yes, yeah. that's one of the seminars that I do. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I do another seminar on, um, on visioning, um, how your vision and the experience that God has given you, how does that line up to the vision of the church mm-hmm. and that God has placed you here, not by chance, mm-hmm. but that you, you know, you add to yes. what this church is. And so sitting back and not doing anything, not using your gifts and your talent for God yeah. should not be a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, right. you are right. a part of this. And so I, I do a seminar on vision in uh, small groups. Um, mm-hmm. I do several uh, training on, on small groups as well. Yeah, he needs to come back. He does. Yeah, you need to come oh back. yeah, that's yeah. a great resource. Anything else, Don? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. All right. Think. As we do here on Deeper Dive, we always ask our speaker to end out in a word of prayer. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Father God, we thank you for the time that we've had together. Those who are listening, we just ask, dear God, that you will just rain down your blessings upon them right now. Lord, you know that we're all broken people. Yes. But we know that we can be placed on the potter's wheel Mm -hmm. who will mold us and make us in the way that we should be. So we submit ourselves to you, O God, and we ask that you will bless every person that is listening to this podcast and that you will continue to bless the Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church and that this is a place where Jesus will always be Lord, where God is always praised, and where people can come and find peace and love and relaxation and and also be trained to go out to be a witness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace towards us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I hope you have a blessed day. Finish out with your family. Yeah. I don't know if there's any more food, but I doubt that. <laughs> still full. Yeah, I know. Me too. Um, you remember, you can uh, always listen to uh, Pastor Bill Payne's full sermon. Go to Plantation SDA Church uh, YouTube channel or simply go to Plantation SDA TV. Mm-hmm. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel to be notified of our upcoming live stream mm-hmm. and programs. And lastly, the birthdays. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. We want to subscribe. We got to like. They got to, got to like that we button. Do the birthdays, they got to like. To do the Follow, like. share, subscribe. Like, they got like, to like, do like, it. Like, like, like. Hit that yep. like button. And that mm-hmm. deeper dive dot plantation TV. And back to you, Don. The birthdays, well, the birthdays is just July 4th that I know of. <laughs> so we're ahead of the time. Oh my God. And that's Colin Williams. Yeah. Today. <laughs> is that Colin's today? July 4th. Fireworks Day is Colin's birthday. Oh my goodness, he's a double whammy. He is. He is. Okay. He all right. Is. All right. I got a, I got a, I got a cherry bomb for him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't and tell him I said that part. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him <laughs> I said that. Okay. But to everybody else that's celebrating their birthdays, happy birthday. Have a wonderful time. All right. Thank you once again. Happy 4th. Blessings, everyone. <laughs>